Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Plant Yourself podcast. I'm delighted to be joined on the phone today by Ms. Plants Formation, Ilana Priestman. Hello, Ilana. Hi. So we met a couple weeks ago at a uh, Engine 2 event in Austin, and you're featured in this month's edition of uh, Vegan Health and Fitness, and you have a really inspiring story that you're going around telling, and I wanted to uh, give you the chance to, to tell it to my folks as well. So uh, welcome. Thank you. So let's uh, let's start with um, the beginning. So you, you grew up eating a very, very healthy plant-based diet, right? Wrong. Um, I actually grew up being very, very unhealthy, um, just eating a traditional sad diet full of fried and greasy food. Um, I remember my parents being in a multi-level, and we had tons of junk food. They kept ordering month after month on renewal of, you know, typical like kind of Costco bulk items of um, snacks and, you know, filled with um, dense calories and we went out to eat all the time my mother actually never cooked um uh, we and had, tell me, where, where where did you grow up um well i grew up in two places i grew up in cleveland ohio and then we moved to um san diego california okay. and i went to college in florida okay so you see your folks were into multi-level marketing well, at the time they were they that was like one of their side businesses. So uh-huh. we, in order, you know, you have to meet like uh, minimums on purchasing products, and so they um, constantly had junk food in the house that just kept coming month after month, just snacks and you know foods. And I remember you know just having them available all the time and thinking that was food. Huh. I'm, I'm interested because most of the multi-level marketing stuff that I know about pretends to be health food. Well, you know, I or, think or, that's... Or, or supplements. Like pe- the people I know in MLM, a lot of them, you know, if they're, if, they're, if they're not in the financial stuff, if they're in the food stuff or the body stuff, are always talking about how it's improving your health, you know, Noni or, or Shakely or stuff like that. So this was one devoted just to sort of yummy junk food. Um, well, it had every single thing um, under the sun that you could buy pretty much like a Costco. Uh-huh. Um, so it was just having it directly shipped to your house. And I just remember for years just having an unlimited supply of junk food. Um, you know, I have siblings, and I just really don't think my parents knew about nutrition. And surprise, surprise, my father is a doctor. So... Mm. Um, that just goes to show that there was, you know, his his training was lacking in the nutrition department. Um, so what and, was your fa- what was your favorite stuff to eat? Like what was your uh, your big weaknesses? Oh, like those cheesy puffs and um, anything like, you know, those cheese crackers with the peanut butter in them and okay um, <laughs> things like that just. Addictive, um, salty, um, probably loaded with MSG type of food. Uh huh. So less less so uh, sweets or those two. Um, I'm sure there were a ton of sweets. I mean, 
Um, I remember my parents actually um, put me on Atkins at when I um, the year before I went into college. It was kind of a um, self um, whatever they 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 forced me to do it, um, thinking that it would help me lose weight and. I remember having lots of sweets on that program because there was a a recipe for cheesecake that was that we were mm. constantly making, and that was just full of cream cheese and I don't even remember what else eggs and <laughs> it was terrible. So what, what your parents put you on Atkins when yes. you were what said like seventeen? Um, yeah, I was actually I went to study abroad in Israel for two months. And uh-huh. I gained a lot of weight there despite all the hiking and um, exercise going on there. And I came back really, really heavy from being away because of all the fried foods that I was eating there, the falafel and the pita bread. And ironically, I had um, discovered a chocolate bar with my name on it. And, um, <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that literally had your name on it. Felt the need to indulge, and in, in those I probably bought every single chocolate bar that I came across with my name on it when I was out of the country. Um, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Wow. So pa- paint us a picture when you say you came back really overweight. Like, what, what did what did that look like and feel like, and if, you know, what were the numbers? Oh, I probably was about two hundred pounds when I came back I really don't know um, I don't have a frame of reference because I was pretty heavy like even you know in high school and I never really was conscious of numbers I you know just thought that was the way it was I really never I actually never knew anything that nutrition even I, I was just so far removed from all that I right. I don't even know I, I had no idea um, I just thought so, that, you know, what I was eating was food, and obviously I was very much addicted to the food. Right. Well, just, just to give people a frame of reference, how tall are you? Five, one and a half. Five, one and a half. So 200 pounds at five, one and a half was, was pretty heavy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. I mean, I grew up heavy. Um. I grew up being the last one picked on the um, – and PE picked on the teams and, you know, I would hear like the, the moans and the groans if I by default had to go on someone's team. Nobody wanted me. Um, you know, it's very alienating. You get teased when you're that age. I mean, I just, I had a terrible, terrible time, um, growing up because and even going to a private school that happens. So I, and then I went to a public school and then it's even worse, but, um, yeah, it is not fun. Um, that's why, like, I'm so passionate about educating people today because, like, I just think it's the worst thing in the world to be um, overweight as a child. And I, a lot of parents probably do not realize what goes on in their child's life when they're at school because kids are so mean. Hmm. So I'm I'm really curious about that because your parents then put you on Atkins. So it it sounds like at a certain point it was like did did that feel like they were joining the chorus of Ilana your 
your fat? Like, well, they were on, They went on it too. It was like a whole. Everybody was doing it. They, they okay. all did it. It was a family thing. So it didn't feel like they were particularly judging you. Mm, I mean, obviously, I, I, you know, and I would do things differently, just knowing what I know now. But um, I didn't really grow up with um, good habits to say. It's hard, you know, you can't really blame your family, but, um, you know, you know, me as a, I'm a parent now and I said to my husband, I go, I really want to, um, get my daughter as active as possible, do stuff as a family, like have like a Sunday, um, morning thing where we go out walking or do something active. I mean, I, I keep my daughter really active. Um, mm-hmm. how old know, is she? Four. Uh-huh. But I think it's important to do family activities, um, uh, just to be motivating. Not not even make it about like exercising to burn calories, but just exercise is fun. Yep. Um, that's important to me, and just cooking and teaching um, that you don't have to go to restaurants all the time to eat and. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, we actually had a. My parents worked full time, and we had um, help in the house. And I remember having tortillas with lard and beans on the stove every single day for years growing up. And just, you know, I was eating that too. Mm. So I was carb loading without even exercising daily. Uh huh. Well, so, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in, you know, you talk about having a daughter. I have a daughter. She's now 18. And I found that it's, there's a challenge around talking to girls, especially around health and weight and looks, because there's just so much ganging up on girls and women anyway to these, you know, unreasonable uh, cover model standards of beauty and i find that talking even about you know plant-based nutrition and health and fitness it's easy to kind of play into that like you need to look a certain way in order to be okay and i wonder how you know given your experience growing up how you navigate that with your daughter now does that come up at all is she too young to, to think about that I think she's too young to really understand all that, but if it does come up, I mean, I think she understands muscles and being healthy and strong. She actually flexes her muscles, and (laughs) so she's got some kind of consciousness about just from seeing who I hang out with, and actually the funniest thing was the other day we were in the bookstore, and we were in the magazine section where um, she actually, we went over there and she saw all the fitness magazines like Shape and um, I don't even know what the other ones are called. And she goes, look, Mommy, it's your friend. Oh. <laughs> so she's, I think she does have a little bit of consciousness of what, I don't know, of, you know, people look different because she does, you know, come to the gym with me a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know really what to – I just think that she – I mean, she's in gymnastics and she likes 
tennis. And so she, I think she just, she wants to do well in those, in those activities. So I don't really, um, she's excited about them. I don't really see her going down the same path as I did because things are going to be different. And I don't even know if it will ever come up. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that sounds crazy, but she's really super active and she always right. has been her personality. Well, yeah. It sounds like a great strategy to kind of avoid the issue. Like if you really focus it on positivity, on this is, I need this body to do the things that I love that make me feel good. That's such a different discussion than do I look fat in these and will they like me? And do I need to go on a diet? Do I need to start popping some pills and smoking? And, you know, the standard American teenage girl or even preteen girl discussion around weight is so unhealthy. It sounds like by really focusing on healthy food and activity, you, you might be able to sidestep it entirely. Yeah. I mean, I even keep a trampoline in my house and uh, we, I mean, that's just fun. It's not like, oh, you have to do this because when I was in school, I had to, um, you know, take PE. That was a requirement and I hated it. And I was, you know, I would always see like the the kids that could run, you know, the quick miles. They were always like kind of like the favorites. And then there were like kind of the fat kids that were, they, you know, they were walking it and they were like looked at as, you know, it's just, it's different. Um, and I remember even the PE teacher in my high school, he was the football coach and his daughter was overweight. So she was, um, she was my friend at the time, you know, because we were kind of just, you know, we could relate to each other. And I just remember just like all the negative emotions, you know, expressed. So along with, um, so I I assume Atkins didn't make it better or didn't make it better for long. I remember losing 25 pounds within um, probably four or five months. So I don't feel like it was any different than being, on any other plan. Mhm. So, uh, and did did you start to have health problems at that time? Or was your diet catching up to you in other ways besides weight, or was, was mm, that not an issue? Well, Atkins went down the toilet when I went to college because um, living in a dorm and being surrounded by um, you know pizza eating every constantly and takeout and all that, it was really hard to stay focused on mm. you know you have to I mean to be on that plan you you have to grill out and it's also expensive obviously that was the thought back then now it's something completely different so but that that sounds like it's the first time that you were trying to eat a particular way so as as a kid you just you know you had your Cheetos and, and all this stuff and you never thought about it all of a sudden, you went on Atkins. You had some degree of success, and then all of a sudden, you're in college, and you're unable. You know, for the first time, it sounds like you you need willpower, and you're and you're not finding it. How did how did that feel? Was that was that different? Um, I mean, I gained back all the weight, and you know, you. I don't know. Um, I did struggle in college. I do remember 
thinking carbs were the enemy and um, trying to do more diets where I was restricting my carbohydrates and um, just, you know, being, it makes you really irritable and mm. you're, you become obsessed with it. You have to think about it every single second. Mm-hmm. So that sounds quite different from from your earlier experience where you were kind of, you know, blissfully ignorant of, of any yes. link between diet and health. And now you you had a link, even though you now see it probably as, as erroneous or mostly erroneous. But now there's some, do you feel like now there's something wrong with me that I can't stick to this? Um, yeah, I'm sure I, um, I, you know, I have a journal that I had back then and, I remember it being, you know, I was very hard on myself and, um, you know, full of um, self-doubt and things like that. I remember, um, you know, I'm sure I was, like, suffering from a major depression or something because, you know, you just feel like you can't, um, you know, succeed or, you know, you just, yeah, all those things. Mm-hmm. So what turned it around for you? What happened? Um, I don't know if, I mean, that would have taken, that took so many years because, um, I'm in my late thirties right now. So this was, you know, this has been a long time in the making. And, um, so basically if you want to fast forward my life, you know, I struggled with, with food and, um, food problems for a long, long, long time. So, um, if anybody, you know, a lot of people think that um, changing your diet is, is really hard to do. Um, I was able to make that decision pretty much overnight, um, which I'm very fortunate to have done. Um, what happened was when I first moved to Austin about two and a half years ago, I decided to get established with a doctor. I knew that I had health issues forever, at least for eight to 10 years, I knew my cholesterol had been um, skyrocketing. And I remember even going to a physician who was, he would just use the word obese with me all the time and Mm. just kind of shame me and tell me you're obese, you're obese. And like, I just kind of hated that word. Um, And so basically I wanted to establish with, establish myself with a new physician and I went and got a bunch of blood work. And it was obviously terrible. And I called the office when I got the results and I I said, what do I do? And um, because, you know, I had a daughter at this time and I knew that, you know, things, I couldn't live in this fantasy world of um, ignoring my health. And so they told me to call the American Heart Association or on their website or go on their website and get some information on how to eat a healthier diet. And I was just like, what? Like, I, I'm not, you know, I need help. Like, I need more help than that. And I, I had seen a an ad on the, the side of Facebook for free blood work, like more comprehensive. And I'm I'm always into blood work. I I don't know. I kind of for someone that was so unhealthy, I kind of like like blood work for some reason. Um, so I I'd like to see if I was like making any progress or not, if it was getting worse. I don't know. So I, I called this place, it was the Diabetes um, Center of America or something, and I said, well, what's the catch with all this free blood work? And they said, well, um, 
if you need our services, you know, that's obviously what it's all about. And so I scheduled, I went in, I got all these, like, they did, like, all these um, extensive tests that were just more invasive than the traditional, like, they would test you on all the markers of cholesterol. And um, anyways, I came back from my results, and it was pretty bad. This doctor said to me, um, he said, you're playing really with your life because with this, you know, with your inflammation going on in your heart, you, um, you could, you might not make, you know, you could, something could happen to you tomorrow. Mm. Um, it's that bad. And, you know, obviously like I always had my daughter with me and like, you know, it's just like, it's more of a consciousness of like now, like you really need to like figure something out. And I was also trying to get pregnant again, if you can imagine, and it wasn't working out. I mean, I had been trying at that point, I think it was two or three months in. And I had, with all these drugs I was on for that, because I just couldn't get pregnant naturally, they had to have you, like, do all these tests before you would, they put you on a, another round. And so I remember that doctor um, that I had seen with a different doctor had um, convinced me to go paleo, telling me that that was, what I needed to do. And I kept questioning that even the fertility doctor saying, well, do you think it's my weight? And they said, no, 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 no. Um, it's, um, we've, we've helped patients much heavier than you get pregnant. Like nobody wanted to talk to me, like, or, or, you know, say anything. Nobody would tell me like, it's your weight. Um, they just kept telling me drug, you know, we could help you with more drugs. And I had so many side effects from these drugs. I was miserable um, and so I kind of felt that it was my diet. I kind of questioned this diabetes center I was going to, um, if they were familiar with the vegan diet and they were kind of like not even into it. They were telling me, um, that, you know, that meat's okay and you, and you need oil for your brain. Cause I was like questioning them on, um, the engine two diet that I had found online and I knew there was a potluck dinner coming up, and I, I said, I'm going, and I'm getting more information. And they just, it was kind of like a, it was weird. It was a weird thing um, with that, with all those doctors. They like kind of like, I don't think they knew enough about it. I don't know what, but they were not really like on board with it. And then I went to the potluck, and that was my life-changing moment because that night I heard, all the testimonials. I met um, vegan bodybuilder Robert Cheek. I met my trainer Chad Byers at the time, and um, Jeff Novick was there. Um, he's a nutritionist, um, and obviously it was at Rip Esselstyn's house. And um, I just decided after. I mean, I was really on the fence about cheese and fish, and I was when I just so many things happened magically that night where I just, I became accountable and I decided to to change my life. And part of that was seeing um, Robert and Chad um, redefine a stereotype for me of what vegan um, vegans look like. And I never knew that you could look like that. And, you know, just all the words they were using about feeling good, it just kind of clicked for me and made sense. Um, and I actually won a DVD, a Jeff Novick's DVD on how to make bean burgers. Huh. And I 
went home that night and I watched the DVD. It was pretty long. It was at least two hours. And I decided that was it. I'm going to try this. Um, and I actually got all the ingredients for the bean burgers and I made them for like a straight week until I could figure out what else to eat. <laughs> and I joined the gym. So that was kind of like I started and that was it. Like, I mean, we're talking, this is two years and a little bit over and I've never looked back. Uh, so you were told by people to go paleo. You had tried Atkins. What made vegan? What made you even ask the question about? I just was researching so much, like just like questioning, like Google, um, just looking for, you know, the connection at first with fertility. And I just, I don't know. I, I was so lost and confused and I really like, I've kind of been um, a questioner my whole life. I've never um, been one of those, um, I guess people have said like, yes, doctor, yes, doctor. I've been mm. always like kind of skeptical of that um, for some weird reason. Like I feel like doctors have hated me because I don't just like agree with them all the time. Well, they, um, they they don't really have a good track record with you, do they? You, <laughs> they were they weren't exactly keeping you well and guiding you properly. Well, typically my experience was that I um I had never really felt like a doctor gave me enough time. I always felt like the the appointments were really quick, and they kind of maybe learned how to backpedal out of that room faster than anything because I knew it. I had it down to a pat where they would, like, start walking towards the door. They'd have their hands on the door while you're trying to talk to them. Uh So I learned along the way, like, I mean, I'd have, like, a whole list written down of questions. But, yeah, I was not, I mean, one of those easy patients. I would question everything, and they just, I don't know, they don't have time to really talk to you about everything. Right, and as you mentioned about your dad, you know, even if they did have time, what would they tell you, what would the typical doctor tell you about nutrition that you'd want to hear? Yeah, no one had ever, ever, ever said anything about a plant-based diet. Okay, so a week of bean burgers... Uh, while you then figured out what else you were going to do, what happened? How did how did you well, know it was, how did you know it was working? Um, I could just feel the difference, and I started to work out. And I guess just I was really, um, I guess, hungry for knowledge, and I got my hands on whatever I could. Um, I signed up for the course, Dr. Campbell's course with um, on plant-based nutrition. Uh, I was super excited to learn about that. Um, just reading as much as I could, reading the Engine 2 Diet, um, the China Study. It just, everything was just like, too good to be true. Like, this exists, I couldn't believe it. Like, why hadn't I heard about this before? If I had heard about it before, would I have done it? I mean, I know I had heard about veganism. I never knew anyone that was vegan. I know I had tried it at one point, um, and I was doing it wrong, obviously, because I 
didn't know anything about the no oil thing. I mean, not to say that that's like a, you know, that was, this is more for health. This is a Dr. Eccleston um, thing with the no oil and no processed food. I mean, because people can be vegan for, you know, ethical reasons, but that doesn't mean they're healthy. That's why, you know, the plant-based thing. And I know Dr. Campbell even addresses that in the book whole that, or was that you? I don't know who says what in the book, but, um, you know, the whole food plant-based diet is, you know, I guess the better term to really describe um, what I'm doing. Right. So how long did it take before you had proof positive in your own body and your own life and your own mood that this was working, that it wasn't just reliant on, you know, Robert Cheeks and Chad Byers and, and Jeff and Rip, but that I, that this, I don't that know. I, I just I was really out to prove these doctors wrong. I kind of I kind of wanted to. I actually remember. Um, so I guess this was okay. It was August twenty eighth, the night of that potluck, and I remember um, going in for blood work because they tested you every month um, with the diabetes program. I remember going in for blood work at the end of September, and I was like so fired up because I was like, yeah, like I'm sure my, you know, because you read the typical results that people were able to like reduce their cholesterol within like three weeks and all this. And I was like so excited because I was like confidently, you know, going in there like thinking, oh my God, my numbers are going to, like they've, they're probably going to drop so much. And I went in for the blood work and then obviously it comes back like very soon and they meet with you and I was like going to be like, you know, in your face about, you know, to the doctor's. <laughs> But it wasn't actually the case for me. Um, it, they didn't go down as dramatically. And I remember, like, being really upset at the appointment going, like, what? Like, I've been eating, like, this way and perfect and everything and nothing's happened yet. <laughs> I was really shocked about it. But um, I kind of just said, well, it can't get it. I mean, nothing got worse. You know, things improved, like, a little bit, but nothing, like, magical. But I just kind of kept with it because I just had faith in, the, you know, everything I was reading. And I just knew it could only get better, not worse. Wow. And, I'm, put, I'm putting myself in your shoes, and I think I would have given up at that point. You know, because there are so many testimonials from people where, like, you know, after two weeks, after three weeks, after ten days, I totally would have been there with you thinking, oh, my God, you know, these doctors, their jaw is going to hit the floor when they see my blood work. Did you talk to anyone about that, to Jeff, or to, to, to any get some guidance about managing your expectations? Well, um, I, I was, I don't know. I mean, probably, I, I can't remember exactly. I mean, I talked to Chad a lot at the time. Um, obviously, I was getting better athletically because after my first hit cardio session, I wanted to die. So and t- tell us what that is. Hit cardio is um, pretty much when you go at your highest intensity for about 30 or 40 seconds. And then you have about between 15, 20 or 30 seconds rest, depending on the activity. So you go as hard as you can, like let's say you sprint and then you jog and then you sprint jog or you could jump rope um you know as fast as you can and then rest for like 15 seconds and then jump rope or you're just doing various activities you um you could do it with equipment or you know your body there's just 
there's so, so, the, many so the idea is, is instead of a, a 45 minute walk on a treadmill or an elliptical or something like that, you're doing very, very high intensity workouts for short periods of time. And as soon as you're recovered, you do another one. Yeah. So you usually, like a class could be about <laughs> what was your fir- What was your first one like? Um, oh, it was so long ago. I can't remember exactly what we did in the class, but I remember coming home and like literally just laying on the couch, just staring at the ceiling, just going, what? Like, what just happened? You know, you just feel like you're going to die. And I that, can't explain it. That feeling changed even within the the first month of of your new diet? Yeah, I mean, I went from not being able to climb a flight of stairs um, without puffing and puffing. And, and then the funny thing is, though, it never really does get easy. It gets a little easier, but you should never wa- want it to be easy. So it doesn't really ever get easier because – Technically, you're supposed to keep challenging and pushing yourself by, like, increasing your weight and, you know, certain activities or, you know, there's different positions that make things more challenging. Um, So, you know, I've done – I've won the heart rate monitors that everyone believes in those, but I actually now I wear an armband that tracks my vigorous to moderate exercise and I wear that more so I know I'm reaching my goals on accomplishing those, um, you know, those various forms because, you know, I'm still on this journey of trying to lose weight. Um, I really kind of struggle with the whole wanting to look a certain way still so I can, I mean, a lot of people say, well, everyone can see what you've done and what you've accomplished. You know, and and they, but I don't want to have to like keep telling people that. I don't want that. I would, you know, I would love to just people to say, "Wow, you look great." What, you know, what do you do? You know, instead of having to keep saying, "Oh, well, I lost like this amount of weight." If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Because you know, I know like all the athletes that I um friends with, people are always looking at them going, whoa, what do you do? What do you eat? Like, I would love um, to have people approach me and, and ask me because I I want to help people as much as I can. I've, I'm always, like, looking for a way of dropping a plant, uh, whatever they call it, a seed, a, a plant-based seed so we, you know, I can talk about it with people. Right. I wish, I wish, have you ever seen the movie, um, Walter Mitty? I saw the old, I saw the old one. Okay, the, well. The, the Danny movie. Kaye version. Oh, well, okay, this is like a Ben Stiller, like, uh, yeah. movie. And he's kind of like, you know, has these like daydreams where he, like, you know, obviously it's like all Hollywood and he can like be a superhero and like crash through like a, burning building and say someone or something so that's like basically like i go through this all the time where i feel like i could it's completely insane but like i would love to just like go up to somebody and say like hey like what do you you know do you know about the plant-based diet or like you know what are you doing do you know what you're why are you eating that like don't do it or you know i wish i could do that to people and i know you can't like i mean 
maybe you could if you wanted to get punched in the face, but <laughs> like I wish I could do that because I actually get kind of um emotional sometimes. Like I go to Costco a lot and you know, it's so gross there with all these people. Like you're always like eating the pizza and the fun I mean, I used to do that too, so it's like hard to really like you know, a lot of people just don't know because I guess I didn't know at the time, but you see people like eating all this junk food and feeding it to their kids, you know, like the hot dogs and the pizza, and then they're like buying all, you can see the carts like filled with crap. And and I just like, I want to save the world, but obviously like, you know, you can't save every single person. That's why like, I just do my best to do, be a role model for other people. But mm-hmm. it is sad to me because I feel like I could save, like, more kids from, like, heartache or somebody from maybe dying and not being around for their kids. I mean, I think um, people just really don't know the, the seriousness of what they're doing. Right. It's, uh, yeah, I have lots of friends who are, you know, great people, good parents, um, caring, loving environmentally conscious and yet the consciousness completely falls away at the tip of their fork. There's just, there's like a block, like there's no felt or sensed connection between their food choices and the fact that they're on five meds and, you know, their kids are always getting ear infections and, uh, you know, just as you said about your dad being a doctor and not seeing a connection. I think it's, as a society, we are we are brainwashed to to ignore that, like the nose in front of our face. And I actually, my parents have just become more and more plant-based. I mean, they've they called themselves Cheegans for a while, um, jokingly thinking, you know, they were being healthy, eating chicken and just cutting out the red meat and you know, my mom, um, you know, had some problems where I just kept telling her, look, it's the dairy, it's causing inflammation. And, you know, it's been a challenge enough, but finally they're they're um, coming around. I kind of got this guilt trip when um, I didn't come in for my dad's 60th birthday. And, and so my mom said, um, he might not be around next year for the next, so... And I, was, mm. and I said, you know, you can buy guilt trip. And I um, I gave my dad the gift of um, Rip's book, My Beef With Meat. And I said, well, if you read this book, maybe, you know, you will be around next year. And, of course, they had, like, every excuse in the book. And this was after we um, they had come in for my daughter's birthday. And um, I wanted to take them to Casa de Luz that night. And I was so excited. It's a plant-based um restaurant in Austin mm-hmm. and they walked in we were going to meet there they walked in and I get this call saying there's nothing we can eat here <laughs> and mm-hmm. we're going somewhere else and I was so disappointed because I was like no like you know if anything like this is going to like change their mind this is going to convince them that, that plant-based food is so delicious and um, they wouldn't even like they wouldn't give it a chance and so they they went to some Italian restaurant and I had to meet them there and like you know I won't eat anything like so I would rather sit there and you know just not eat at all than you know eat something that would be I mean I have I think a lot of people see me as having a lot of willpower and discipline that they don't have and 
I just really feel like when you know, when you feel like you get to a point where you feel a certain way and you just know the difference, you just don't want to stop. I know. I, I, I laugh when people, you know, comment on my willpower. It's like, I have none. I just do what feels good. So basically, you know, I'm, just, I'm the same as you. I just, I just, I had, I had a sprint of willpower when I transitioned. You know, I marshaled it all, and and it didn't work all the time, and it didn't work every time. But at this point, and the people I know who eat healthy, they'll they'll look at you cross-eyed if you tell them, oh, you admire their willpower. It's it's simply, it's simply irrelevant. Well, I actually, you know, I. I don't know if I mentioned, you know, I did have, um, you know, I was on all these medications, you know, for my heart issues, and I was put on um, the diabetes medication at the time for, I was so pre-diabetic that I should have been on insulin. That was what they were telling me. But um, because I was making, you know, progress in my diet, obviously, I, you know, because I did have a bad experience with metformin, which... The doctor who had put me on that had never heard of the side effects I had experienced on that drug. And, and what what was it for? Um, metformin is some something I think for diabetes or something with your blood sugar. I'm not really sure. Um, I wasn't on it long enough uh-huh. to even know because it just I didn't I didn't do well on it at all. Um, passed out on it actually. Um. So, yeah, I was on all these drugs, and they were giving me terrible, terrible side effects. I remember one of them gave me hot um, hot flashes and chills, like, one, you know, a couple seconds of hot flashes where your whole body is sunburned and red, and you can actually kind of see a rash everywhere. And then mm. I was, like, shivering and wanting to be, like, under the blankets, and... That was terrible. You know, I really didn't want my daughter to see me go through all that, Um, you know, because it's like, Mommy, what's wrong with you? You know, then the doctor's solution for that was um, to take it at night. (laughs) So I just like, I was like, I don't want to take it at all. I don't want to feel like this. It sucks. Um, So I just knew, I just, you know, you get to the point where you're taking all these drugs with side effects and, and it's what kind of also is interesting is you know I'm always I was very conscious with my daughter and she had developed um, conjunctivitis and the doc the pediatrician had given me some medication to put in her eye and I had to like you know pin her down and reading the the side effects on that and it said something about um, it could cause blindness and I I I said that that is not happening I'm not even putting this in her eye. That's mm. not an option. And I looked up alternatives, and the alternative was to put breast milk in her eye. And I said, well, that's a lot more um, comforting to me, and I'm just going to try it. So I did, and I put it in her eye, and it actually helped the infection go away um, rapidly. And I went back to the pediatrician, and I told her what I did. And she told me in her 28 years of practice, she had never heard of that before. <laughs> So I was like, well, it worked. And, you know, obviously, you know, they hate that when you're like the Google doctor and you Google stuff. <laughs> it's like, they really hate that. So um, I just knew that, you know, somewhere deep inside, you know, there's like 
things that can help you that are natural that you, you know, you don't need. I've always kind of been interested and fascinated in that. Um, I'm kind of actually really into herbs and spices right now, like learning all about the different things they can do. Like mm. I feel like things are like meant for us, like things were put on this earth and meant for us to use. Um, so I don't know. I'm just. I know. What, it, it, what an incredible thought that like we're on the right planet. Yeah. Like, I just, this isn't, this isn't a mistake. This isn't like purgatory. Like this is, this is supposed to be heaven. Like everything's here for us. Yeah, I I feel like I've come, like, a really long way, like, made a complete turnaround. I mean, I didn't even know what kale was, like, two years ago. And now it's, like, you know, I wear T-shirts that say kale on it. Yeah. And, and so there's people that don't know because I wear um, I wear that T-shirt. I, I love to wear, like, a plant, um, plant-based message whenever I – whenever I travel or I'm on an airplane just because I like to get, you know, get it out there in front of everyone. I'm always bringing um, like a magazine or a book with me that something about veganism or plant-based just so I can, I don't know, I kind of parade around with it. Like people can see it so people know what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they have any questions, like I was like, I want to be like, Hey, let's talk about it. (laughs) And so um, this this man said to me because my daughter has the kale shirt too, and I like to match with her when we when we travel because we do travel a lot. And um, he says, "Oh, is her name Kaylee?" Or something? <laughs> and I was like, "No, it says kale." Like he was, I like I was surprised. Like like <laughs> he's like, "Oh, like I." He's like kind of like he didn't, I didn't know if he like connected it or something. It's very interesting. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's a, it's a great new spelling of Kaylee. Yeah. It'll become okay. the, you know, never, the name I of the year. I never thought of that. <laughs> the name of the year in 2018, girls named Kaylee, K-A-L-E. Yeah, I never, I was like, wow, like, that's. it's weird how people, like, I guess, see things. I I don't know. So, so you've been plant-based, whole food plant-based, no oil for two, two and a half years. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've actually like, if I'm on vacation, like I've had oil maybe a couple times, just because mm-hmm. like it is a little bit um, difficult sometimes. I'm not gonna say it's impossible, but it is difficult. Um, and I've had like a couple things here and there, you know, just to like, you know, live a little, I guess, if that's. I don't know that's like the weirdest term to say, but um, since our world has not caught up yet, it is sometimes, you know, you're you're out socially. You don't want to make a big deal about your diet. I mean, you're not going to compromise your, your meat or your dairy, but, you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to roll the punches. And so I'm, I'm not going to say I haven't had oil at all, but it's been like literally like probably less than – the number of fingers I have. Right. So you've uh, you've lost a bunch of weight. You've become a competitive athlete, right? You're... I don't know if I'm an athlete. I know I'm pretty active. Um, well, you're competing at things, right? You're running and. Oh yeah, I've done like um, I've done some races and. Okay, so just just to uh, you know that that probably seems normal to you now, but. <laughs> but I just want to reflect to you that like doing oh doing some races is like to me is competitive athlete. 
and and to, for most people, the way eating the way most Americans eat, it's far beyond possibility. So I, I really want to sort of pause and like kind of have you own that that you, you run races. This yeah, right, the, um, the girl like you were the girl who was picked last, and people groaned when you were on their team. This is a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I do so, think about that um, a lot. Um, I was really surprised my first um, 5K that I came in and placed what I did. Um, you know, I'm just doing, I'm just, I mean, I don't like train like a marathon or anything like that. I kind of just, I guess my conditioning at the gym has helped me a lot. Um, and I like row and um, I like to kind of monitor my time now and, and go faster. And I ran a couple of miles last week. And I try to do it in a certain amount of time, and I really, like, try to push myself to, you know, accomplish that because I want to um, I wanna just make sure that I'm, you know, able to do certain things, if that makes sense. Like, keep, keep it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I really want to kind of um, highlight that, that this is a total transformation. It's not just you eating and losing weight and kind of, you know, looking better and wearing the kind of clothes you want to wear. And walk. this is, this is an entirely, you know, uh, new set of opportunities for you to be who you are and to shine. This is, this, this is global. Yeah, this is, this is my life. I mean, this is everything to me. Um, I, I just, yeah, I want everybody in the world to know like how amazing this plan is and that it's not hard and it's um I've made it work wherever I go. I I just know what to do and um I love to teach people. I've taken a lot of people on grocery store tours and um show them how easy it is and um you know, I, I I am pretty disciplined on bringing my own food with me to a lot of places, mm-hmm. but I've also like learned, you know, how to ask for things in restaurants, how to talk to people. It's um, it's it's funny when you're like flying through the airport. Um, my first my first trip, I said that I was um that I needed something because it was vegan, and they didn't like that. So next time I told them it was um, allergies and that mm. was okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great to have a list of things you can be allergic to when you need to. Yeah. So like you have to kind of phrase things differently. Right, I, I remember I an, getting really like, I have an oil really allergy. Pissed. Oh, I got really mad at like the TSA ones because they wouldn't let me take something through. And I was like, I measured this and this is under three ounces. And I, and they were like, oh, I'm sorry, you still can't take this through. And I even showed them, like, I actually had a measuring cup on me at the time, and I showed them that it was under three ounces, and they still uh, wouldn't let me take it. It was, like, salsa or something. And I was like, I need this for my for my salad. And, and I was so mad at them. I was like, read the China study. <laughs> I off. Oh, dear. So, um if people want to follow you and find out more about you and 
have you take them on grocery store tours and teach them what you know? How can people stay in touch? Where should they go? Um, Facebook, I started a page called Plant Formation. Okay, so plants and then formation. Yeah, so like a transformation, transformation. Okay, so people can go and like that and uh, follow you? Yeah, I try to be like as inspiring and positive and help people with um, different things. Um, I get a ton of messages. People are asking me a lot of questions. Um, I know there's like a ton of confusion out there on um, the whole vegan versus plant-based thing. And, um, you know, I even recently um, inspired a doctor friend of mine who he came to the conference as well, the Engine 2 conference. I told him to go, and he is, you know, vegan now. And but still he's eating, like, a lot of high-fat items. And I'm like, great, like, yay. It's like, you know, I'm so happy, like, you made the change. But, you know, you know, if you're not, um, you, still, you know, you still want to, like, consider the, you know, calorie density and um, eat the rainbow and not, you know, go towards the, the nuts and the seeds. I know all that stuff tastes good and it's good, like, for a transitional period, but, you know, eventually, you know, we're going to have to start, you know, really looking at what we're eating. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you do uh, personal coaching or counseling? Is that part of uh, what you um, offer right now? I mean, I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't know, like, really what I'm, you know, able to say to people who aren't friends. But um, a lot of people do ask me, like, what I do, what I've done, and stuff like that. But I just, yeah, I try to help people with all that. But a lot of people kind of look at me like I have three heads when I tell them all the things I've done. They they, They don't feel like they can do it. And I do a lot of prep work. You know, I'm always thinking ahead, always planning ahead. Like I always have to be prepared or um, have something on me that, you know, it's it's a lot of um, investment in your, you know, in your energy, but it's worth it. I think people, like, once they see the light, once they feel the difference, then they know because I've been there and done that a couple of times where I've even gone, um, you know, I went to a couple of Engine 2 conferences. Remember, I met you um, last year and you feel like you're in heaven with all the food. It's like, wow, wow, wow. But in reality, like, it's kind of overwhelming, I think, to like have to go home and prepare all those recipes. And, you know, you get, you think like, oh, this is what it's like. And you know, you, you get home and you can't do like a thousand different recipes. I just try to keep it simple as possible. I'll find a couple recipes that I just love and I make them simple. And I just kind of find things that I can just do over and over and over. And that way um, it's just second nature. Well, that's that's the wonderful thing about, um, you know, Jeff's videos when you talked about the bean burgers is – he just makes the same thing. Like this is how people actually can cook and eat, right? Like I've got a lot of wonderful vegan cookbooks, but in some, you know, in the hands of a beginner, they're they're more daunting. Like I need all these ingredients. I need an hour a day. I need to think all the time. And the truth is, most of us who eat this way eat the same thing every week. Like I'll have, mm-hmm. I'll make one new recipe every week or two. Um, and we're, you know, we're farming now, so 
I'm challenged by whatever my wife puts in the garden uh, to come up with something new for that. But basically, I tr- you know, it's like brushing my teeth. I, I don't have to, like, think hard. I, I need a toothbrush wherever I go, so I have to make sure I pack one. I need toothpaste. When I'm close to running out, I have to go get more of it. You know, but it's 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 not like dental hygiene is the hardest thing in the world. And for me at this point, you know, eating in a way that nourishes my, my body and spirit is is pretty second nature as well. I think that's that's part of people's journey uh, if they if they stick to it. Yeah, it's just I think like a lot of people even think it's so expensive or you know you don't have to make it expensive and elaborate. There's so many different ways of of doing. I think it's more expensive to go out for dinner all the time. Oh no I mean, doubt. I mean, there's like staples. There's things people can do, um, you know, to to eat healthier. I, I just really feel like the education needs to be out there. I feel like I want to like say to people like, you don't need all that protein. You, it's not what you think. And you try to tell people, and that's why I'm so lucky to like have the network of people I do, so I can kind of say like, hey, like don't listen to me. Listen to that person, or you know, like this person has like a medical. Um, degree like listen to them or just you know look this up or you know right although you have... your own story is a is a great example and a great inspiration and has a a ton of of gravitas credibility and validity attached to it as well so you know as as you take your your place among the pantheon of uh of wellness advisors um i wish you uh you know Go from from strength to strength, and uh, may your may your journey ever be an inspiration to others. Thank you. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Like I just, you know, it's not like everybody is able to just change overnight. But I really wish, like, you know, I hate to like have to keep rubbing it in people's faces all the time. Almost like, you know, I post on Facebook a lot about like fruits and vegetables or like health. I don't do like the animal cruelty things. But, um, you know, like when I get excited about something, I want to share it. And I try not to, like, oversaturate it because I don't want to be, you know, that's not just every single thing. You know, I don't want to – you know, a lot of people, like, they don't want to hear it. But I just, like, I feel like if I could just save one person, <laughs> which I know I have. I get, like, text messages all the time and people say, like, like you know, they, they see, they know. Like, what are you eating? What are you doing? You know, all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually have to jump off. I'm, I'm interviewing another plant-based athlete. Like, okay, right, cool. Right now. But I, uh, Ilana Priestman, thank you so much for taking the time, and thank you for your clarity and inspiration and energy to uh, to help people lead happier, healthier lives. Thank you. I really appreciate being able to have the opportunity to get in front of more people and help somebody now. So thank you. Awesome. Be well. Okay.